Welcome back to the Random Assortment Podcast hosted by me, your boy Sean. Y'all know the drill. Hop your happy ass over to Instagram and follow my show page at Random Assortment Podcast. And hit the follow on my Twitter too. That's at Random Ass Pods. We're officially in the second half of the podcast's first season. I'd like to thank all of my previous guests for joining in, tuning in, making my podcast experience real. And I'm extending that to everybody out there listening. It's never not appreciated. All right, so we got just one more month left until the 2022 midterm elections slated for Tuesday, November 8th. If you're not, head out there and register to vote. Make sure y'all turn up come 11 8. So y'all heard the heat top of the drum. Today I'm joined by artist, rapper, entrepreneur, Medino Green, straight out of Queens, New York. His latest single, Clap, is streaming on all streaming platforms. Y'all clap it up one time for the boy. Yo, what's going on? What's good, my boy? How are you this Yo, that last piece was fire. That Misfits Club Cypher joint. I, I don't know how many times I've been listening to that joint in the past few days, my nigga. <laughs> Heat right there. Is it part one or part two? Part one. It's that one you sent me through the DM, the one that I asked you for. Okay, part one, yeah. Yeah, that 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 zone is some fire right there. I definitely hear a lot of your your, your New York City influences and you know in your rhymes and all that. Thank you, thank you. Yes, sir. I'm saying, who who would you say is one of your greatest influences? One of my greatest influences would definitely be Big. It would have to be Big. Nobody else. Nobody, Nobody else. else. Funny shit. You know who I hear when I when I hear you rap? Who? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say your name. Go ahead. I, I hear two people prominently, like your tones give me nods sometimes, but your lyrics and like a, you know like how you spit give me Kim. <laughs> no bullshit, like you you got like this crazy like Nas flow, but then you also be switching it up. Yo, I'm like this nigga here. This might need to go and get that nigga fucking record deal. Yo. <laughs> So I want to start today's episode with a new segment called The Sharing Sesh. Since we got musical talent on today, you know, it's only right. Me and my guests share some candid work of ours that's not like publicized. Uh, we could freestyle something. It could be lyrics, poetry, an opinion, or a rant. I'm going to be doing like a little short poem. So what, what you got for us today? Um, I don't know. I guess I have like a, a rant, I guess. Talk to it. 
Tell us what's on your mind. Right now, we in fucking trouble. We in some, some shit. Like, I just... The industry is not what it used to be, in my opinion. Uh, I feel like being... Now, being the type of artist that I am is becoming more of a trend. So it's more so becoming popular and being popularized by people who really don't know the history behind the culture is more so, in my opinion, I feel like, you know, people just wake up and decide, like, okay, this is what I want to do with myself, just to kind of, like, find a medium for popularity. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, like, my biggest gripe right now. That's crazy. I was actually going to ask you how you feel about where the music industry has went in terms of social media and streaming, because, you know, before it, it was different. You, you didn't have social media to reach out to so many people so instantaneously. And you also had to go out and buy that music. So those sales was organic, like shit changed drastically. Do you think it changed for the better or for the worse? I, I think it changed for the worse. Honestly, I think the Internet ruined the music industry. In hindsight, when you think about it, like the way piracy is like, or was a thing, I'm sure it still is a thing. Like it really messes it up for the artists that put a lot of work and money into their projects. You know what I'm saying? So to know that there's people out there that could get their music without even giving them any type of conversation, it's kind of hard. Word. Everybody got a platform now. That's the thing. Like it, it's it's a lot of content out there, but it's a lot right. of trash out there too. Very much so. Um, definitely, the market is oversaturated right now with artists. I believe like there's enough room for everybody mm -hmm. to you know what I'm saying get their money and do what they do. But you just gotta find what works for you. So like everybody shouldn't be getting off at the same bus stop. Like sometimes, <laughs> just a little longer to find your, your route. Cause this ain't it. <laughs> nah, no bullshit. And I think a lot of people think like music is the easy route, especially being like black. And I hate to say this, but like a, a lot of black people, you know, we we want to go the music route because that's what we know. Right. And you know, a lot of people want to attain that lifestyle more so than anything. Like people not focused on what they talented on and what they could do, but it's like, you know. It's easy money, it's yeah, fast yeah. money. It's a money. foreseeable way out for a lot of people. Um, right. Probably not the answer. But you know, much like anything, we gonna have the people at the bottom of the barrel and we gonna have the people at the top, you feel me? Right. You, <laughs> you definitely got the talent and um, you definitely been putting in the work, I would say, over the past few years. How many albums you got out now? Um, so no official album yet. My debut album was supposed to drop this year, but we are delayed with that. Um, I got some mixtapes out and I got some EPs out and I'm actually getting ready to drop the third installment of my green EP that is going to be sometime next month. <laughs> Right, but yo, I was listening to one of your EPs the other day and that joint Mr. Big Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard you uh, on that. Thank you. Um, yeah, so that was Green 1, then I did Green 2, and then I have the Green 3. Uh, I'm calling that one Slime Green, and that's going to close the Green chapter with me. 
and they'll be moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, nah, but that that joint is definitely heat. Yo, if if y'all don't know already, y'all head out to Instagram, to Twitter, YouTube, type in Medino Green. That's M E D I N O space Green, and pull up all that man content. Man, he got some heat out there. Definitely deserves a listen. You know. One time for the ones you you already know. Come on, bro. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop playing with it. All right. So we both grew up in New York City. You in Queens and me in Harlem. Um, what was it like growing up in New York for you? It wasn't bad. Um, it was pretty good. I, I actually enjoyed it. I think right now, inflation is crazy. Like it make it hard to enjoy it. Um, like just being able to move around and stuff like that now is a little bit more complicated. Like I said, inflation got people doing a lot <laughs> just to go outside. It's not the same as it was. But growing up, it was pretty cool. I didn't really have no issues with growing up, you know, just hanging out with the niggas from around the way, you know, making music. That's all. Type shit. Growing up in Harlem was just was something different. Even though I think I lived in every borough except fucking Staten Island at some point in my life in New York. I don't think you was missing nothing. Nah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. I lived in Astoria for a little minute too, like by some fucking 7-Eleven out there. And that shit was wild. I did a lot of crazy shit. I think I burned a fucking bush down where we lived in the building and shit. Oh, they had to call the fire department. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured out lighters at that age. It, it was crazy, man. <laughs> Well, Harlem was just a, it was just a different story. Like, I I know you had to get into at least a, at least a fight or two growing up in New York. Of course, I definitely had to. Um, of course, when I was in elementary school, them little fights didn't mean nothing. Um, got to elementary school and was doing the same thing. Little fights here and there. It wasn't until I got to high school. I didn't go to high school with the locals. I mean, I did, but I didn't because I went to Queens Vocational, um, and that was a wild ride. Like, um, those, those were some fights I will probably never forget. Um, but I didn't graduate Queens Vocational. I actually had to go to John Adams, where I was trying to avoid going. So I had to finish school at another school. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> 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 nah, it'd be like that. I think one of my craziest fights though was in fucking elementary school. Some some little nigga named Memphis, and I was on crutches at the time. I had got surgery on my hip. But some little nigga named Memphis did some crazy shit to me, and I don't know what happened. All I remember is going upside that nigga head with my crutch in the middle of the hallway like, right after lunch. <laughs> I feel like everybody got that one story. They went upside somebody's head with some shit. You understand? You had to give it to him one time for the one time. <laughs> But I was mad chill when I was young, so <laughs> niggas always thought they could try me. So I, I had to pull some shit out the bag every time. Shit never failed. Yeah, I was, I was, I was hella small. I'm only five six now as an adult, so Damn. you can imagine like me being small back then. It was just like just the one that everybody would pick on. <laughs> yeah, you were a little fucking teacup Yorkie. <laughs> 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 nah, you did just share that, so I'm gonna share a short little poem real quick. Off of my Tumblr. I'm over here scrolling right now like I should have did this shit already. All right, so this is a nice short drawing. It's called Perfecto. 
It go, knew you was perfect when I met you. I was certain use my energy, unearthed obstacles, but you so worth it. When they easy on the surface, it's no deafness, so it's curtains. I need more than that to work with you. Yeah, you flirt through your intelligent. Working girl, no settlements. Could be that I'm lucky she ain't fuck me, but I'm here to win. You want me, girl, I need you. Not a secret how I see you. Like a dream I want to sleep through. Wake me up when there's a sequel. And I think you heard that before, probably. Does that sound familiar? Here it is. Huh? This is my first time hearing it. Oh, that eyes? Yeah. I thought you might have heard that before. Yeah, she's a little, little, no, that's, that's I'm hearing it. little piece I wrote a few years ago, you know. Let me find out. You, you, come on, man. You, you know I write poem, trigger shit. That's not news, nigga. Let me find out. What, what yeah. I found out, like, because I, I only used to do poetry when I was younger at one point, when I was like 12 and shit, and even before then, but... When I got a little older, I realized that, like, when you add in cadence and shit to, like, the lyrics, you don't even need a beat to, like, you know, create a fucking song. Right. Or that's what it is. That's kind of how I started out with writing music. For me, it was poems and then, like, learning how to just get real jiggy with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, how to finesse the words and, you know, turn it into something. Word, that, that, it's definitely a skill, but it, that's how I started. It definitely was in poetry and shit. All right, so I want to get into my first topic for the day. Um, and this first topic is Kanye West, unfortunately. I don't really want to talk about this nigga, but, we, you know, him and his <laughs> All Lives Matter top that he presented at uh, Balenciaga Runway in Paris for his Yeezy Season 9 presentation. Uh, he debuted a black top with the slogan white lives matter printed on the back in white um the top caused a twitter frenzy uh, with people trying to cancel yay when he doubled down in a recent ig post with the statement everybody knows black lives was a scam um now it's over you're welcome so yo he been on like a i would say like a fucking two-week rant right now just going crazy at every second every turn did you see him in candace owens in those shirts I didn't see him. However, I feel like we, yay, like the light bill is is due because the lights <laughs> are out upstairs. Like, but I feel like there's reasons why he moving the way he moving, and we only see like the final impact of everything. Yeah. I don't. I'm. I'm not sure why he would make a shirt that say "White Lives Matter" and then go to Balenciaga and wear that. You know what I'm saying? And with Adidas talking about his um, his relationship with them is in review. It's just like something not right. Yeah. Like something not right. He definitely offy. And I know his uh, relationship with Gap went left real quick. I don't know. It's like the week I heard about it, that shit was out the window the next day. Yeah, like he went around telling people like how he wanted to set up to just be like thrown in there and you know, so maybe that's how his mind is working and maybe there's some genius behind it. But like right now for us as black people, we not understanding that. And, you know, say so there's nothing that we can really do about it. There's been like the comments made that he ain't been right since, you know, his mom passed and stuff like that. And then him in that relationship with Kim not ending too well. I just feel like it's a domino effect with this man. Definitely. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. You feel me? Like, 
he's definitely a musical genius. Um, right. I, I want to give him that. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I'm going to just sit on the sideline and, you know, if the people decide to cancel him, then the next time I go online, I better be able to get a, a Yeezy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <That's all. laughs> like... I'm not vowing for people to cancel him. I'm not the type of nigga that's going to vow. Be like, oh, yeah, don't, you know, don't fuck with that nigga. That's not how I move. But I will say it's too much with that nigga. It was him wearing the fucking MAGA hat. Uh, It was him endorsing Trump. And then to top it off, he's standing in that picture next to Candace Owens, who was very pro-Trump at the time. Um. At the time, was she still? Still, I think she's still pro-Trump, but it was, you know, during the Trump era. Right. So it feels kind of blatant, almost. And Candace Owens is also a sketchy character. She she definitely has said some sketchy shit. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that she said, and I quote, uh, something biochemically happens to women who don't carry children or marry. African-Americans have victim mentality. Uh, police against black people is not about racism. Um, this is a woman who opposes abortion and says that it's a tool for extermination of black babies. Just a lot of dangerous and biased ideology, in my opinion, to be somebody black and in politics and to be using the Black Lives Matter movement as a vehicle for your career and like for publications and shit. It's just a little weird. Yeah. It, like, you know, and at some point, a nigga just got to separate yourself morally from all of that bullshit, especially with Kanye. Yeah. Right, I wouldn't want to associate, but maybe they got something going on. I wouldn't be surprised if um, old girl ended up together. Mm. I hope so. I hope it's, it, there's a bigger picture here. I, I really want to, you know, give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I don't want to throw my Yeezys out. <laughs> Not yet, right? <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm almost there, though. I'm almost there. Alright, so we about to hit you with some quick hip-hop trivia, my nigga. You from Queens, so I know you know your hip-hop, right? Yeah, I know a little something, so. Oh, alright, alright. Alright, so this is hip-hop trivia. It's gonna be ten multiple-choice questions, two of which are unhip-hop related and unrelated completely, but about New York. Um, you're not a rapper, so naturally I thought you'd do hip-hop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> typically, I create all the questions for these shits myself, but today... We're using some questions and answers from welovequizzes.com along with two of my original questions. I'm about to hit you with the first one. You ready? All right. All right. So this is New York's version of a Philly cheesesteak. A, a Reuben. B, a club sandwich. E. Or C, a chopped cheese. A chopped cheese. Correct. There are four original <laughs> elements of hip-hop culture. Breakdancing, DJing, rapping, and this. A, beatboxing, B, graffiti, or C, locking? What was the question? There are four original elements of hip-hop culture. There are breakdancing, DJing, rapping, and this. Beatboxing, graffiti, or locking? Um, Beatboxing. Incorrect. Graffiti, according to WeLoveQuizzes.com. I felt like that would have been the answer, but I wasn't type sure. But all right, I'll take that. No bullshit. Me too, though. That's wild funny you said that. When I was reading, I thought that was going to be the answer too. All right. Next one. 
What is the name of the first album by rapper Jay-Z? A, The Blueprint, B, Reasonable Doubt, or C, Watch the Throne? Uh, Reasonable Doubt. Correct. Which of the following record labels feature famous artists such as Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and Tupac? A, correct. And which year was the hit Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. released? A, Uh, uh, 96. Nope. Close, though. 95. Close. 97? Yeah, 1994. Oh. You, 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 you was almost there. It ain't hard to tell. It was released after that. What you said? I feel like it was released after that. Nah, it's 1994. That song must have a good one in the 90s. For yeah. <laughs> that joint had a good stretch. It ain't hard to tell in New York State of Mind are two songs in the 1994 album Illmatic by which rapper? Nas. Correct. I knew you was going to know that one. Come on. <laughs> Which artist holds the record for the most Grammys in the best rap album category? A, Nas, B, Eminem, or C, Tyler, the Creator? Um, I want to say... Wait, what were the options again? We have A, Nas, B, Eminem, or C, Tyler, the Creator. Would I be wrong if I say Eminem? You wouldn't. You would be absolutely fucking correct. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I don't know if Tyler got a Grammy. I think he, he had an award that was an issue with Khaled. And then I, know, I don't know if Nas got a Grammy. If he do, it's, yeah. But we going to go with Eminem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got that one. Alright, the music video of the song Get Your Freak On by Missy Elliott features which other female rapper? A, The Brat, B, Eve, or C, Little Kim? Um, you said who the first two? I know it's not Kim. The Brat, Eve, or Kim? I feel like The Brat was in that video. Mmm, it is Eve. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. Which hip-hop artist holds the record for the most number one albums in the U.S. after the Beatles? A, Eminem, B, Jay-Z, or C, Kanye West? Jay? Correct. Okay. (laughs) And last question. This is one of my original Johns. This popular three-letter acronym usually expressed in length is a short sign way to let the recipient know that they have you messed up. A, R-I-P, B, B-B-L, or C, F-O-H? F-O-H. Definitely. If you're from New York, you know, you know what F-O-H means. Fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> Heavy on the F part. Yo. All right. So our second topic for the day is going to be BET Awards 2022. Uh, which aired Sunday, October 2nd. It was hosted by Fat Joe with performances by Glorilla, Joey Badass, Fabio Foreign, Jeezy, and Pusha T, just to name a few. Uh, the pre-show was a fresh episode of Rap City, hosted by none other than Tigger, um, and featured freestyles from guest Rhapsody, and she went crazy. And it was a new rapper that actually, I think, is signed by Little Kim or um, a label associated with her. His name is Tay Brown. Um, I want to give a congratulations to Trina. She was the recipient of the I Am Hip Hop Award. 
Uh, shout out to her for her years in the game. Uh, most prolific moment, I would say, had to be the tribute to Loud Records celebrating their 30-year anniversary. Uh, Loud Records was founded by Steve Rifkin, who's responsible for the introduction of some rap heavyweights, including Twister, Big Pun, Wu-Tang Clan, 3-6 Mafia, um, M.O.B., just to name a few of those right there that he's definitely been responsible. Um, dope tribute. Love when the greats come out one time for the one time. Um, you, you got to see the awards, right, bro? Yeah. Anything that you that you loved or didn't love on there? Um, I thought it was definitely different, especially when they had like the influencers rapping. You know, I'm big on ciphers. I thought the ciphers were pretty good. Um, and of course, I enjoyed the Fat Joe performance. I don't know why. I feel like he don't really get the recognition. Mm-hmm. Like he should. Word. I feel like he's just, you know, like he's been around like with everybody else and, you know, he do his little thing. So I just, I don't know. I feel like he's not getting the recognition. Or maybe he is and I'm just not seeing it. <laughs> but I just feel like Joey not getting that recognition, you know, that we give to the other artists that were basically in the same, in the same class as him. Type shit. I definitely feel what you're saying, man. I think just because we don't see him enough, like we feel like he not. But I think he respected in the game. You feel me? Right. Like I know he making his way, and you know what I'm saying. Like he making his moves or whatever. But when you think of Joe, and you think of when he came out, he came out around the same time as people like Jay and Nas and, and Buster and all these other people. And it's just like Word. they get flowers when when Joe won't get his flowers. Real talk. He, he definitely I mean, deserved. He had the whole world leaning back at one point. Like, there was Lean no back. way you could go on without hearing that song. So it's not like he hasn't done nothing prolific for his career. That's a fact. And that definitely was a bop back in the day. Yeah, that, that's a true story. Like, let's give Joe his flowers one time for the one time. Right, let's give Joe his flowers. I, I would say Remy was on the show and she was looking pretty good. She looked real healthy. She looked like she focused on her shit. I think she got some new project coming out. So that's dope. Shout out to Remy. I hope so, because I've been waiting. <laughs> been waiting for a little minute, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting. But she came out, I was like, okay, now it's back to business. I don't know what was going on, and then like I thought she was working on it when she was on Love and Hip Hop. So when they said that she was going to be on Love and Hip Hop, I got excited because I was like, okay, we going to actually get to see her in the mood because I thought Love and Hip Hop was about people being, you know, working on their craft and then having their outside life. But the narrative for the whole series just became. Famous people, influencers, just getting together to party, drink, and argue. And throw drinks. And then throw drinks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's that. that. That shit is definitely a little ghetto. It, a it, little? It, it, it's definitely a way for a lot of niggas to just keep a constant check. Right. And and let me not act like I didn't want to be on Love & Hip Hop because I did. There was, that, there was one point in time where I felt like I had an opportunity, a potential opportunity to be on Love & Hip Hop. And it would have just been hard. Like... Back in the day, I used to work with 
I guess I can say it because I didn't have to sign on. Okay? But I used to work with um, a young lady that was working with BT. Like she had an affiliation with BT, mm-hmm. and she was trying to pitch a show to them about like you know black queer artists coming up in the industry. I was one of the artists that she had chose, and there was. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was a trans woman that was a dancer at Alvin Ailey. It was a party promoter. Um, it was a couple. So um, one, it was a it was a lesbian couple. One was a party promoter, and one was like the social light. But the party promoter, she also had like a clothing line. And then there was the personal assistant, Jeremy. Is it Jeremy? Yes, Jeremy. I believe his name. No, Jamel or, or Jewel. I can't remember his name at the time, but. He was Rich Dollar's assistant, like mm. his personal assistant. Okay. So he had like the most access to Rich Dollar's and everything. Jim, that was his name. Jim. And you, um, <clears throat> I would speak with Jim, you know, privately, and, and we would talk, and I would always, you know, kind of throw in like, "You got to get me in front of Rich because I know they're gonna be shooting a new episode of Love and Hip Hop. Like, I want to be, you know, one of the breakout artists on there." But that was real difficult to do, I guess, with, like, scheduling and stuff like that. So it didn't work out, fortunately. But for a moment in time, I did want to be on Love and Hip Hop New York because I felt like every time Rich was on there, he was always finding talent or female talent. But then it was always, like, some little drama behind the female talent versus you finding a male talent. You're not going to have no type of drama. Even even his his, uh, back and forth with Sydney Starr, it was kind of just like... Sus. You know, that was, I feel like opportunities were missed and then the opportunities that were given to people, I don't feel like they really took advantage of it, in my opinion. And that's just me because my hunger is different from their hunger, so. Type shit. And I, I think that nigga, he fucking a lot of them girls. He ain't, he ain't really focused on. <laughs> <laughs> and listen, whatever he do his downtime, that's his business. You know. I just wanted to be on there so I could talk my shit. Well, that definitely would have been dope. And it, it's, I don't think it's its off the table as a possibility. It could still happen. Um, I don't really have no ties to anybody yeah. on, on there now. I don't see Jim as much as I used to see him. I mean, when I do see him, it's all love. It's always love. But I don't know if he still works with Rich Dollars. So I really can't you know, tell, but I don't know. If the opportunity was given to me, I might take it and, you know, do what I do, but if not, you know, that's cool. It wasn't meant for me to be we, we manifesting out here. If y'all somewhere out there in loving hip-hop land listening, get this man on the show, you heard? <laughs> <laughs> Stat. Get somebody with some real talent, you feel me? With a real storyline, you know, with some real girth on that shit. Like, Let me just talk a little bit of shit and that, you know what I'm saying? And let the people decipher. Yeah, just a little bit. But, you know, they, they be scared. That I will say that they also got that new show. What's that shit on the Zeus Network with the gay niggas? Um, which one? Because Zeus got a couple of them. The uh, Bad Boys Club. Absolutely That's- not. <laughs> Absolutely. Not. That shit. I be seeing clips of that shit online, and they just be rocking on that shit. I be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Here? For you, like, to sign a contract, right, mm. to live in a house with seven or eight other niggas, just to fight 
like they paying y'all to fight. That's what it seemed like. Sure. And I also feel like it's a lot of ego shit going on. And it might be some shit going on behind the scenes. I feel like, of course, when you get behind the camera, they want you to amplify your character. Even watching the auditions for the for the new episode or for the new season, it seemed like everybody walking in a the room, they want to buck at the next person standing next to them. And then, you know, it's kind of like you have to fight. And if you're not fighting, then, that'll, then you're not a bad boy type shit. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When I first seen it, I was laughing and making fun of the the, the white characters on there because I just felt like y'all not bad boys. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I felt William definitely was one of the ones that I was laughing at mainly because he identifies as a rapper. And when Bro, I listened I don't even to know some his, <laughs> his music wasn't the greatest to me and then he kept saying like he want to be on billboard he want billboard to notice him but i'm just like you got to have the talent for billboard to notice you that's first secondly you on this show with these people and you know what i'm saying they basically testing a gangster the same gangster that you got in your music they tested it and they got you fighting but you're not fighting like you you can't fight that's for one Mm. and then you're not fighting so it's kind of like you on a bad boys club to you know what I'm saying? I guess to show, are you using the platform to like showcase your music? Because if you are, that should have been your focus. When they actually went to the studio to perform a song or to do a song, that was your moment. But you didn't want to be on the show because after the first day, niggas got drunk, you got to a fight, and then you didn't feel safe at the house no more because you felt like they was going to jump you or fight you in your sleep. But if you in your music talking all that rah rah crazy shit, you got to be able to hold your own. That's just how I feel. This shit just so, got to match. It got to make sense. Right. Like, it, it, like it got to be cohesive. So you can't just sit on, you can't just get in a booth and talk about how you be smacking bitches and all of this other shit. But then when somebody comes to you with some pressure, you folding up like a beach chair. It, it don't make sense to me. So you, it, it don't correlate. So that's a missed opportunity. And for me, I just, I don't see myself being on those type of platforms because all that screaming in the face and trying to prove a point, I'm not doing that with you. I'm not. I'm not. And you already, like, being from New York, like, you know, we, I'm not doing that with you. Yeah, it's, it's don't come in a nigga box, man. Huh? It's, it's going, every time I see you, it's just going to be a fucking problem. On like, site. Like, it, it's not for me. That, that's just not the <laughs> thing that I so I see them I, I see how they doing it I feel like they doing it to you know get that little $20,000 check and then uh, what they call it like a party pass to host parties for the rest of the year because that's all it is after okay. that it, it turned into a porn star no shade cause I, <laughs> yo you know what I'm saying like, this shit they gotta got, they stop did, man. they did their little party pass and now they doing porn and it's and it then is no going shade straight to the OnlyFans account but it's just like what was like y'all didn't take that opportunity to to elevate your to to elevate what it is You're that crying. you do you know what i'm saying y'all could have been using that opportunity to to turn it like and, and get your shit like double your profits and, and you know what i'm saying like become global with it or, or whatever but y'all didn't want to do that yeah it's just like niggas want to live the life go out and party drink I feel like you get on that show. Once you get on that show, you literally got a party pass for the rest of the year. Because once the show is over, the only thing you're gonna be doing is hosting. Man, and that's why, like, you really out here. You really only as good as your last greatest fucking moment. Cause you could definitely be lying exactly. niggas on TV like that, man. 
dead talking this fighting shit in his songs and then not fighting on national fucking TV. Like, you could be right. capping like, like that. You, you drop the ball with that, and then he on another show called Chasing L.A. doing the same thing. <laughs> niggas just be chatting, be like, and it'd be crazy because niggas will wake some shit up on a nigga, and then they'll forget about it in the next two weeks, and then, you know, they, they had a next moment, and shit just continues. But Exactly. I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Like, when I see my people get on these platforms and do these type of things, it's kind of disappointing because it's just like somebody giving you the opportunity, they give you a check. That check might not last forever, but that opportunity is going to change your life. You got to utilize that shit to take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? If you getting on TV talking about you a rapper, every time that camera is on me, I'm rapping. I don't give a fuck if y'all heard it already. I'm going to keep rapping because exactly. it's going to be new to somebody exactly. when they see it. And that, that's literally what the fucking radio and TV does to you is just continual training of your brain on shit. Like, just you hearing it all the time gets you mm -hmm. more familiar with shit. Like, but niggas don't be serious, man. And they just uh, they just want to uh, get a party pass and, and get that seen, little 20k you know? check. But that's what it be like. That shit will always expose your character, though. Every time, like niggas get a little money and then just start doing stupid fuck shit. Like it, it definitely is a show of character. Like did you ever? I would have took that shit and, and I would have changed my fucking life with it. I would have took that little 20k and bought me a feature from a mid-ass artist. And when I say mid, I don't mean no disrespect. I just mean an artist that, you know, people know who they are, but... They you know, charge they, a buku money for a feature. Right, like they just charge it maybe like two or three grand for a feature or something like that. And then, yeah. you know what I'm saying, just build from there. Like that's, that's what I would have did with the money. I would have took the money and I would have bought features to create a project, create a, a, a treatment for an EP or whatever, and I would have just laid it out. Because at that point, all eyes would have been on me. Oh, he got a song with this person. Fans of this person is going to now listen to what I'm doing because I got a song with somebody that they like. So that's just bringing more attention to me. I just feel like the people that utilize that platform the way they should have utilized it. Niggas mm -hmm. just wanted to drink and fight. And we got to do better, man, especially I'm always on my black people shit, but niggas got to do better, be like, we got to show a better picture. Like, I know y'all was raised better than this shit. Like, y'all ain't got to be on fucking TV fighting and throwing drinks and acting up every time a nigga see you. Like, have some class, like walk away from shit. Like, you ain't got to take all the fucking money that come at you. You feel me? Right. Like, money. Type shit. So speaking but of if somebody from Zeus is listening, like... If y'all do a show with artists, like I'm, like, like hit my inbox real quick. I'm not, I'm not opposed to being like in a on like a rap show where I gotta compete with other artists because that's the kind of shit that I like to see. Right. Let's get them in them battle rap grounds real quick. Right, like like put me like put me in a house with like seven other rappers, and we basically just like competing for like a feature with a famous like somebody big. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? You know who we, I can hear you on a song with? Who would I, I'm, honestly, I think my dream feature would probably be with Fab. Fab? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's definitely, that's top of the top right there. I, my dream collab would definitely be with Fab. And I think because it's just like his whole, like the way he dressed, like I love the way he dressed. I'll be trying to get in my bag like that too. But, like, the way he, like, his cadence and everything, it's just, like, you can't, 
you can't you can't knock that. Word. My dream collab would definitely be a fat feature. I don't know how much he charges for a feature, but I would get one from him. And if I can't get one from him, I'll probably shoot for Dave East. I even take both of them on at the same time. Like, I don't know. I may, That's just a neat thing. I know with a lot of other artists like myself, they have dream collabs to be with female rappers. I've never mm-hmm. wanted to really compete with females. I've always wanted to compete with the boys because I always felt like that's something that I had to prove to them you know what i'm saying regardless of what i do in my spare time when it's time to get busy i handle my business you understand that that was that was that's that's just one of the things for me so i think for me a dream collab would be between fab and dave east because i know that i could hold my own with the both of them yeah dave east got a fire flow i ain't gonna hold you definitely always always cranking some dave east when i got some downtime yo so I think you would sound fire on a song with Dream Doll too. By the way, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. <laughs> Y'all both got that, you know, New York, and throw some Capella in there. That's a that's a hit right there, you know. Ooh, definitely stepped it up since the last time we heard her. Um, I listened to the Lights in Plastic Three project. She's definitely been working. Like, I'll give her that. She's definitely been working. I would definitely work with her, too. I would I would give her that. And I think, aside from her, I got to do it because if I didn't do it, it just wouldn't be right in my spirit. I would want to get a feature with him. Mm. Only for the sake of Big. I would have to because <laughs> I can't get the feature from him. Yeah. So I got to get the feature from her. And Listen. it got to be, like, some fire feature, like none of the modern shit that she's doing. Like, I need her to take a step back yeah. and... She got to get back in her big mama bag. Right. Like, I want her to show us why she reigns supreme the way that she is. Like, that. the dream feature would definitely be with Kev before any other female rapper. I just have to. And that's just because, you know, I'm a 90s baby. I got to give it up for the lady that, you know, she basically, like, changed the way music sounds incorporating like fashion with hip hop. We we have to give that to her. There's no Absolutely. It, the butts around it. Even though they was wearing the shit that she was talking about in the hood, a lot of people didn't know about that shit until she basically brought it to the front for it and was yes. able to, you know, incorporate it in her music. So I gotta give that feature to Kim. Absolutely. The one thing I say about Kim is that she made it comfortable for a woman to be a woman, you know, unapologetically. Right. Because when you look at the females that came before her, a lot of them just was very tomboyish. And that's cool. The tomboy thing works. Some girls, they look good doing it. Mm -hmm. But she definitely was, you know, she was like the the Madonna of of, of hip hop. So it's kind of like she took it to a place where they was just like, damn, if you think about it, the stuff that she was saying back then, she was getting a lot of scrutiny for it, you know, when she was doing those interviews and they mm-hmm. kept asking her, like, how do you feel about young girls listening to your music and stuff like that? That was women empowerment right in their face and they didn't even know it. Word. That was definitely a, a moment back in the day. Um, I want to get into... No, I didn't hear you. Would you say Green? No, I said they 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 basically crucified her. Yeah. For, for the shit that she was doing. Facts. They did. I remember one of the more popular things niggas used to say was that she had to get nut pumped out of her stomach. It, it was a lot I of shit. I don't believe. I, I, I don't I believe it that. either. But that was one of those things that was just like going around about her. Like, 
Right. And I'm just like, if that was true, then where's the, like, what was that fact? I don't think that was fact. Like, there's no way, like, there's, there's no, I don't think there's no humanly way possible. <laughs> they just I'm not exactly all types of shit about that woman, yo. Yeah, she definitely put a lot of these female rappers for today on the map and, you know, made it comfortable for them. So she definitely shout out to Kim for that. She's an OG in the game. Back to the BET Awards, I, I definitely want to talk about some shit that they missed. You know, they had to miss something. Little Baby was not nominated, and I would say that he's on fire right now. He definitely had hits last year and this year. And his new album, It's Only Me, dropped October 14th. 23 songs, 7 features. Y'all go listen to that one time. Um, but he had no BET nominations. Pushing P was a movement. And you know, that that also spawned a social media frenzy by Gunna that promoted empowerment, amongst a lot of other things. That did not receive a nomination. He didn't get a nomination this year either. And lastly, Nicki. Been in a lot of controversial shit lately that I don't got time for. But um, she, I know she had a number one song recently with that super freaky shit. And then the song with her little baby also went gold, but she was also not nominated. So those are the, the three things I would say BT missed the mark on this year. How did you... That's, what you said, I hear you. Not that definitely. How you feel about Carisha Please winning uh, Best Hip Hop Platform tied with Drink Champs by Noriega? That's a tough one because I feel like Drink Champs, I know for a fact Drink Champs been around longer mm-hmm. than Carisha Please. Right. I'm not upset that she won the award because I feel like her being a woman, having that platform and winning that award, that's a, that's a win for women in general. I do feel like Drink Champs, should have been awarded for something because they do be getting people on there. Like they got Patty LaBelle on there. Mm. Like y'all, like y'all got Patty LaBelle sitting there drinking and smoking with y'all and and just talking. Like that's big. That's legendary so, shit right there. Like like that that's real big because Patty don't come out the house. We <laughs> 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 got Uncle Daddy to come out the house and go and, and drink spark shit. up. Come on, <laughs> right. You, y'all, yeah, they definitely were owed the award for that. And I feel like, you know, Nori's been doing this for a while. And I do feel like credit is due. I do feel like he put in his time. So, you know, he needed to be awarded. However, like I said, with Carisha winning it, I think right now the way things are moving or being looked at is it's like a popularity contest. And I think that's that's with the industry as a whole that people are looking at numbers and popularity versus like the work ethics that's being put in. Not to say that nobody's putting in the work. People are putting in the work, but there's people that's putting in the work and then there's people that are popular. And I feel like the people that are popular are getting the recognition because the numbers are what bring people to full circle with everything. So Carisha Please is like a new, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a new show. Yeah, it is. But if you look at her numbers, like, people are watching that. Yeah. Like, they are really watching that. Yeah, unsurprisingly. So, right. Like, people are really watching that. And I think they watching it because, you know, Carisha's personality, people love it. And mm-hmm. she's a city girl. So, I, like I said, I feel like it's a popularity thing. 
you know, I'm glad that she won because that was a, you know, award for her and award for women, you know what I'm saying, that are trying to do podcasts or, you know, do shows or anything like that. But I definitely feel like Drink Chance, you know, they deserve a win as well. Where they they was definitely tied, the two of them, um, Drink Champs and Carisha, please, for the award. Yeah, I would. it would definitely have been a tie. And then I think, you know, out of respect for the culture, I probably would have given it to Drink Champs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just because, you know what I'm saying? Like, he put in that footwork. Like, right. you know, Carisha, please, it just started... And even though it just started, like, she's doing amazing. But, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, it's like a popular thing. So she won the award and, you know, shout out to her for winning that award. Well, congrats to both of them on snatching that award up. Um, I will say Drink Champs has definitely put the time in, put the energy in. Definitely a full-scale show production. Uh, nothing like we've ever seen before. When you got right. Patty LaBelle smoking a blunt on national TV across the table from Noriega, this is some some shit. You feel me? Like, right? Like y'all, y'all needed an award. Y'all should have got the award just for that. Word, like. <laughs> but um, nah, I I definitely have not seen Carisha please, so I can't speak on the show itself. But I, I do think that some of these other platforms are just a little more stapled. And if we're talking about like hip hop platforms, um. So she was up against, like, Drink Champs, which uh, she was tied with the win for. But also The Breakfast Club, um, Big Boy's Neighborhood, Tiny Desk, and Versus. And, like, some of these shows are, like, stamped. You feel me? Like, I wouldn't even put Versus in there because Versus don't, they're not interviewing people. The Breakfast Club, that's a radio station. So does that count? As like a, a podcast type of thing? Well, they said hip-hop platform. Best hip-hop platform. Okay, hip-hop platform. So I would definitely put Breakfast Club in that category. Oh, yeah, I'd put them in that category. That's but one of the things if we be to. honest, the Breakfast Club, they kind of been, kinda been slipping. Yeah, and Angelique is out of there, so, you know, I don't know what they're going to do now. Right, like, they, they definitely been slipping over the years. Like, they had their, uh, like, they had their run in the beginning, and now it's kind of like the steam is kind of slowing down. It's steady enough for them to keep the show, but they, yeah, they not, uh... It's dying down, dying down. Yeah, like, it's dying, like, they, they gonna have to have an interview with somebody to, that's, like, real powerful, or they gonna have to have a host on there that brings like a lot of attention to kind of like get that back going because i'm not gonna lie at one point all i wanted to do was watch breakfast club interviews like i couldn't wait to wake up the next morning get in the car turn the radio on and listen to see like who gonna be there and what they talking about now mm, it's like okay this is the, like who on the breakfast club now you know what i'm saying <laughs> i ain't gonna hold you i prefer ebro in the morning over the breakfast club Another one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I bang with Ebro, and that's just because I just like how he think. You feel me? Like, I, I think he's fair. He a cool nigga, and he got a level head. And um, and he also, you know, he a street nigga, so, you know, he know how to move and shit. So, right. They be doing a lot over there in the, at the Breakfast Club with, with Charlemagne and all of them. Feel me? Like, it be a lot going on. But, yeah, I hope they do get a new host. They definitely need a... a a new third host to bring something new to the show. That's 
Because ain't nobody tuning in to Charlemagne and uh, DJ Envy every morning. <laughs> Not like that, anyway. They'll probably just wait and catch it. Or, like, but it, they're definitely one of those shows that are staple in the hip-hop community. I would say shout-out to all of the shows that were nominated for that award. Thanks. I need your top five, bro. No no gender specifications. Top five artists? Yes, sir. Okay. You got Big, number one. Okay. Okay. You got Bad, number two. Okay. I'm going to put um, Nas in there as three. All right. Number four, that's a toss-up between Uncle L and I want to say Common. Mm. I say Common because his B album, to me, is like a classic album. And the first time I heard that album, I could not stop playing it. Um, so that's why it's a toss-up between those two. And then I got to put a lady in there, so I'm going to put Kim in there. Okay, that's a nice top. So we got Big, Fab, Nas, Uncle L, or Common, and then lastly, Little Kim. Yes. That's a nice little top five right there. I see you. We about to get into our last topic for the day, which is about marijuana. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this article was posted by author Kevin Liptak uh, from CNN.com. And this was posted on 10-6 regarding President Biden's pardon of all federal offenses of simple marijuana possession and the first major steps towards decriminalization. And so we've never had marijuana decriminalized on a federal level before. So this is a major step by the Biden presidency. Uh, it took a little while for him to finally make a, a major step in favor of black people, but I'm, I'm glad he got around to it, you know, on his agenda. And so, again, as I said in the beginning of the show, the election is coming up 11-8. So if you have not, get out there and register to vote. Because even though this is being proposed, we still need to elect local elected officials in all the states to extend this. So I got to get out there and vote. It's time that we make a difference. You feel me? All right. So when they say a simple possession, we talking 28 grams or less. And that could be considered distribution if it is more than that so shout out to biden for you know finally getting this good foot in with the black people you know he owed us for a minute because he was talking all this black shit and i think that <laughs> <laughs> he used the black people and kamala harris to get elected so he was looking for something and you know he, he finally did a little something <laughs> uh, that don't make up for all of the racist shit that he's done in the past you know we'll take it definitely a major step I would say decreasing the amount of arrest in young black people and older black people, period, and the amount of people, you know, this won't be effective for people who are already in jail. But, you know, if you come against this crime again now, you likely won't be arrested for it. So that, and I would say that a lot of people who are in jail, who are black, have uh, simple marijuana charges that they probably shouldn't fucking be in jail for anyway. Right. So it, it, it's not a major thing. And I know I've been hearing a lot of people saying, you know, is it, he's not doing, but it's something. And it, it definitely is good for us. It's going to bring a few people home. So okay. You understand? And we'll take that. The marijuana industry is definitely one that's booming right now. Right, which is another thing that kind of boggles my mind because for it to be legal in a bunch of states, 
them charges should be dropped. I mean, rightfully so. It only makes sense. Like, you would think that they would drop the charges for people, but... Now, for the people that was carrying, like, the luggage, suitcases, full of that shit, then, yeah, nah, keep them niggas where they at. But for the people that y'all pulled over for, like, a joint or two, it's kind of like, come on now, you could go to a dispensary and buy that shit for, like, $40, and it, it won't be an issue. Like, I know, I know Boston, weed is legal in Boston. Mm-hmm. I know that because I used to live in Boston for a couple of years. And it's like a dispensary every fucking way. You go outside, it smells like weed because everybody's smoking weed, everybody's happy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you apply for a job, most of the jobs don't even drug test you because they know that you probably smoke weed. If they do drug test you, they testing you for that hard shit. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they don't care about the weed. Right. Motherfuckers be on the job with their weed pens blowing it down on their lunch break. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it, I feel like where it's legal... That's where some of these cases need to be reviewed to find out, okay, how much did this person have on them mm-hmm. when they got picked up? And if it's under a certain amount, I feel like y'all could drop those charges and let them go. You know what I'm saying? Because that just means there was no intent to distribute anything. But if you caught them with a book bag or a suitcase, keep them. You know what I'm saying? Because that might have been a little, you know what I'm saying? That might have been a little something else. However, if it's legal, let it be legal and do the right thing. Where it, it definitely is funny how federally it's still illegal, but in individual states it is legal. And, you know, it's kind of contradicting and conflicting, which is uh, true for a lot of things uh, lawfully, unfortunately, especially within the U.S. But, you know, step in the right direction. You know, we'll take it. We'll take it. Especially for black people, hopefully they can stop pulling us over for fucking having a joint and uh, giving us records on dumb shit and ruining niggas' lives. Right. Well, they they categorize weed as like a drug possession, and to me, I don't really consider it to be a drug because it hasn't harmed anybody. Like, when have you heard somebody smoke weed and then do something crazy? Where, but they know that it's one that uh is primarily used by black people, so I, I feel like that's why they have to criminalize it, like. Right, but then they also make strands that help people too with like cataracts and they are. So that's the part that confuses me because like you go to, like I said, in Boston it's legal. You get you a medical card whether you need it or not and you're good. You know what I'm saying? There's some states you you go into the damn pharmacy to pick up weed for your grandmother because her eye bad. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, what? Like, what? Like, it's, it's crazy. And a lot of people use uh, marijuana for pain now, marijuana, THC. Exactly. They got it in, uh, they, they smoke it for the pain or they get like lotions and stuff like that that they be using and oils and all that. But I don't know. I feel like there's just a small step, but there's definitely more that needs to be done. And I feel like the more that they're going to do to, you know, the more progressive they become with it the more they need to also look into the previous cases. Word. With I definitely agree with that. And with that, we're going to wrap it up. I definitely appreciate you, Medino, for joining me today's dope episode. Tell the people, what's next for you? So what's next is I'm starting to only say it. Nah, <laughs> Yo, we just had this <laughs> talk, bro. <laughs> what's next? Um, so the Slime Green EP is coming um, the Macadocious debut album is coming. Um, some visuals. I might pop up in a cipher or two. Mm. Um, what else? That's all I 
could think of right now. It's just more music coming, you know, real soon. We working, like, real, real. I'm working like crazy. Um, so there's, of course, the new music. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do any shows. I'm applied to be on TV shows, but the TV shows wasn't really hitting for me, so probably won't see me on a reality show, but I may pop up on, like, your YouTube video or something like that. Like I said, the ciphers might be jumping off. Um, right now, my single clap is out. Hey. Um, what else is out? Uh, I'm featured on some songs by some artists that are coming out. I can't speak on those songs yet because I guess I'm not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have a song out with an artist. Um, his name is Terrence Love. He's from Jersey. Um, he just dropped his comeback project called Please Leave a Message. Um, and it's available everywhere. I feature on the song What You Talking. Um, and it's just us going over the Mob Deep uh, ones instrumental. So, mm, okay. you know, just my quickest back that shit. Um, and that's really it for me. That's no cool. only. No, no OnlyFans, you sure? We canceling that? I don't want to see you yeah. on Zeus. Nah, y'all, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter and you get put in the, well, let me not say that. So, <laughs> nope. <laughs> we logging out of here, America. This nigga's wildin'. Yo, thank you again for joining me, Dino. Yo, y'all go follow him. Tell him what's your Instagram. Instagram is Medino Green. That's M E D I N O G R E N, like the color. Um, you can follow me on Twitter as well. I talk a lot of shit on Twitter, of course. Um, big bad. All the time. Um, <laughs> uh, you can follow me or you can add me as a friend on Facebook. I think I still got some space for some friends. I don't be on Facebook like that, though, because I feel like that platform is not really. That's where the old people are. Right, like, it's not really helpful for me. I mean, I still post every now and again. I might blurt out some random shit, but... Unless you want to sell a couch. I'm mostly on Twitter nowadays or Instagram. Um, You can follow me on TikTok as well. I post little videos on TikTok here and there. Um, If y'all want to get into the music, I'm on SoundCloud, like, my whole catalog, my whole... I think it's, like, 111 songs for my career. Um, mostly me, because I, I, for people that recognize or don't realize, like, I don't really do features like that, and that's really because niggas don't like paying for features. They want features from me, but they never want to pay for them, so they never get to feature. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you go on my SoundCloud, there's definitely, like, 111 tracks of mine that you could browse, listen to. I got the EPs out. I got the mixtapes out. My latest mixtape in my bag, that's available for you to stream on streaming platforms. For those who like that New York shit, I definitely get to my New York bag on that. And then they just capitalize off my commercial content. And um, yeah, that's really it. Yeah, y'all heard the boy Medino Green. We signing out of here, and I'm going to play y'all one more of his tunes called Mr. Big Bad. Y'all listen, go stream, go stream his single clap. We'll see y'all next episode. Peace.
on lies on Medino Green. Leopard on stepping on next when I freeze the scene. Sauce on big splash, somebody get the few napkins. I'm rich and rich in real life. You niggas rich in your captions. See it, I want it, I'm copping. Money from stocks and deposits. They hate to see it, they gossip. My name is always the topic. They say I'm pretty and popping. You know a nigga like me, I got options. Come out the shirt and they slobbing. Houston, we got a problem. Kicking the doors, ain't no knocking. I'm running down like a hole in the stocking. Yeah. It's the big bad, I get the big bag. Uh, I keep them big mad. Flex on, no cap. I'm wig shifting, no shade. It's strictly business. The lion's den, we really raw, no kidding.